If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like, and share so we can find others like yourself. For anyone listening, this episode is visually intensive. So visit our YouTube channel, coincompass.com slash YouTube to follow along. We use TradingView for all our charts, and you can sign up for a free account at coincompass.com slash TradingView. Welcome to the Bitcoin Basics podcast with your hosts, Faris and Gordon from coincompass.com, enabling you to safely buy and securely store your Bitcoins. All resources are in the show notes and description, including our disclaimer. Visit bitcoinbasicspodcast.com to subscribe and discover other free content. Hi, everyone. It's Ferris here from Coin Compass, and thank you for joining us again today. So today is the 26th of October, 2020, and um, the block height for Bitcoin at the moment is 654,300. We mentioned that as a proof of recording, and we will be looking at the price of uh, Bitcoin today, as well as the euro, uh, euro, US dollar, the US 30-year yields gold, oil, and the S&P 500. Um, overall, it's pretty quiet in the markets. Um, there is a lot coming up, basically, with um, the U.S. elections. And we've had several elections around the world taking place as well. So a lot of macro themes coming up. And, um, yeah, we're entering probably the quieter periods as we get into December and January as well. So November can tend to be a bit volatile in U.S. stock markets. Um, or October through to November, but uh, let's just have a look. I do actually want to start with Bitcoin. So I have been apprehensive about the bull market in Bitcoin for some time now. I thought we were going to see more downside, a lot more downside before we saw upside. Uh, previous podcasts, I've said 10,500 was a key target, and we had to see a break and a close above that. And we truly did get that last week. Um, we just see this candle here. That was a huge candle. And um, just well and truly broke above 10,500, even broke above 13,000. Um, we did mention this in our last podcast. We're looking at this inverse head and shoulders in Bitcoin. So head down here and shoulder one and shoulder two. And this is just a beautiful pattern. This is actually just the nicest pattern I can see in markets right now. Uh, potentially, we could just see a... Um, just a pullback, so not a correction, a pullback to around this 12,500 level. So if we can stay above, I'd say, that mark, um, the 12,000, 10,500, stay above there, then I'd say we are at the um, beginning of a brand new bull market in Bitcoin. And this is just a really, really nice inverse head and shoulder pattern we have here. So, yeah, first time in a very long time that I've actually been bullish on the price of Bitcoin. Um, the macro backdrop for Bitcoin is still very strong with the just debt that is being accumulated by sovereign currencies. This is really good for stuff like Bitcoin and gold. So they are your insurance policies against um, credit risks that sovereign markets are going through. Um, so I'll jump into gold. So this is a monthly chart for gold. Now, a while ago, I did mention we were hoping to see this potential uh, cup and um, handle pattern, which really did not play out. It basically is rounded formation, followed by a correction and then a second one. And when that happens, that is actually a really strong signal in the markets. Um, we didn't get that. Sim well, 
if we did get it, it's going to be a bit of a bastardized one, not a very nice one. So we could potentially still get it where we dip down and come back up here. Uh, to be honest, that probably is just maybe wishful thinking at this stage, uh, simply because yeah, I, you don't want to predict things before they happen. So the way you look at um, analytical trading, it's the points of least resistance. And right now, the you know, point of least resistance is up for gold. Having said that, though, we went up pretty quickly, pretty strongly. And the interesting signal here is a tone base indicator we like to use. So that is looking at on a monthly here, a nine top, which means potentially we'd have four months of consolidation or four months of uh, correction. Um, that nine really does say, OK, there was exhaustion in the market here. It was on a lot of volume as well. So a lot of volume selling there at that stage. So people taking profits or people getting in a bit too late. So. And this would be interesting is we would see from now into February, March, these four months of correction. So early next year, we could see either a continuation of this run in gold. But, yeah, it just went up so quickly. And with markets, I mean, um, markets really are based on human sentiment. So think of it this way. If you are running a sprint and you're running as fast as you can, as fast as you can, you're only going to get so far before you need a break. Whereas if you're jogging along, it can last a long, long time. And if we look at here, this pattern that um, gold was in for eight years in here, that's a jog. So we went from 2013 all the way to 2020. That's a jog. So it's not going to run out of steam. It's not going to run out of breath. As soon as you take off here, that's a sprint. And with a sprint, you just need to slow down, catch your breath before you go up again. So that's where we are here with gold is personally, I would see this as a good accumulation stage. I would like to see a dip down to about 1760 mark. So if I go to a weekly chart, the reason I'm picking that area, 1760 is we just had a lot of consolidation in there. So if you look in this area in here, 1760, there's just simply a lot of people buying and selling in that dip. So you had people wondering, is gold going to go up or is it going to come down? It obviously went up. If you sold at this stage thinking gold was going to break down, you missed out on this rally. You go, well, we're in a bull market now. If it pulls back down to this cluster, I'd be buying. So 1770, 1760. But breaks below that, we may revisit the lows here down at 1500. Um, could happen. I'd be surprised. I would personally be accumulating around this stage. But with all markets, it's strong opinions weakly held. So, yeah, Bitcoin is the most interesting thing at the moment. Um, one thing to keep in mind is, is the price of Bitcoin going up because it's correlated to the price of the U.S. dollar? So we have seen the U.S. dollar um Reverse. So this is a monthly chart. It reversed here. So this black candle here is the U.S. dollars going down against the euro. So that coincides with Bitcoin. Potentially, are people basically selling dollars and buying Bitcoin? It's what we want to ask ourselves because it is a currency swap or you're selling a currency to buy a commodity, however you want to uh, look at Bitcoin. Now, this is really interesting for the dollar. So a lot of people are speculating that, A, the dollar is 
I mean, 70% of global wealth is tied up in U.S. dollar. Uh, oil, coffee, all these commodities were actually at you know, lows are still tied up in U.S. dollar. You know, U.S. bonds, treasury bonds, China, Saudi Arabia, um, U.S. pension fund. There's so much money tied to the U.S. dollar. So um, that's basically it's just part of the global financial plumbing. That's one argument is that people just need dollars. Uh, the or institutions need dollars. Um, the other argument is that the U.S. hegemonic empire is in decline. And you have seen basically all major currencies that were the hegemonic currencies fall. You know, no one can even tell you what the Portuguese um, currency was before the it became part of the euro, but it was a world reserve currency. The Sp Spaniards were a world reserve currency, you know. 20th century, it was the British pound. They've all basically declined. The end of an empire is the end of a currency. So there are some very, very powerful thinkers out there um, who think we are now seeing the tipping point of the U.S. empire and the currency will collapse with it. If we just look at the charts, so we had this yellow channel. This is on a monthly chart as well, is where the euro U.S. was heading down. And we're hitting this red trend line here. So this red trend line, I think if we break below that, so if we break and close below 106 against the euro, the US dollar is heading down back to 86. So even below parity. However, if we break above 120, which is this trend line up here, then potentially the US dollar is going way back up to 160. So very, very crucial. And um, yeah, again, probably six months away from knowing the outcome, unless we do break higher now. So if we break higher in the next few months above 120, then I'd say the US dollar is going significantly higher. And it has done this before. Like we've seen the dollar form these, you know, multiple um, parallel channels here, broke down, you know, 1995, yep, end of the US dollar. I mean, look at that collapse. Look at that rebound go even higher. So we have seen this happen several times in the US dollar, where it basically will collapse, go higher, and it forms these just head and shoulder patterns, and that's what we're seeing here. So really, really crucial, the US dollar right now, simply because it is tied to all these other things we're looking at, gold and Bitcoin. All right, let's move on to the U.S. 30-year yield. So remember, this is yields, which means if yields go down, it means the price of the bonds are going up. Um, with yields going up, which they have been in the last few months now, it means bond prices are going down. Now, this here parallel challenge is basically yields, bonds, sorry, been in a bull market since 1986, and they've just been in this channel here. Um there's many different ways of forming this channel, but inarguably, we have a bull market in, in bonds since 1986. Some people are saying it's come to a complete end, that this low here, you see this little, I'll zoom in. On this candle here, people are saying that was the absolute bottom. That does look like a nice reversal point, because that just catapulted back up. Um, now, if you want to compare it to the rest of the world, Japanese and European yields went um, to 0% and even lower, that decimated the banks. Because the way banks make money is they'll pay someone, a depositor, 2%, 
but then they'll charge a borrower, someone's getting a home loan, 4%. They're making 2%. With yields going down, they can't do that. Low yields just really hurt the banking system. And if America learned that lesson, they're not going to go to 0% interest rates. It'll just hurt the banks far too much. So really, really interesting to see if that happens. So is the bond bull market over? There's no way we can tell. I mean, you'd have to wait for it to come break above 3% and hold above that on a monthly basis before you can make that call. People are making that call, people much smaller than me, but there's no way you can know right now for sure. Um, I would rather be late to the party and be certain than be early and die a death of a thousand cuts. So very interesting to see what happens here um, with yields, but that's going to take a while to play out, I think, as well. Uh, the S&P 500, look, I look at this and I do not see a pattern. So I look at the big picture here. I'm like, I don't know what's going on. If I don't know what's going on in the big picture, I don't want to trade a little picture. Um, ultimately, if you look at any chart of indices, it goes bottom left to top right. So you're always just better off buying and holding, especially with the S&P 500, because what they do is they take out the weaker companies and put in stronger ones. So honestly, to hold a US 500 ETF, very, very long term, 10, 20, 15 years, you really can't go wrong in my opinion. I've tried to shorten this market, I've got burnt so many times because, well, you just seem like a contrarian and you seem very clever if you do the opposite of the crowd. But you might get brownie points for getting it right once, but you've lost a lot of money in the meantime. So long term, these markets do go up. Um, I do think that as we start to lose faith and credits in governments, um, people will start putting their money into private organizations because it's a lot harder um, to become the CEO of a company than it is to become a congressperson. So you will trust someone, you'll trust a CEO of a well-founded company than you will a congressperson. Um, so that's... Basically, yeah, the markets, who knows, especially with the ensuing election. Um, but right now, yeah, my favorite chart to look at at the moment is Bitcoin. Um, this inverse head and shoulders pattern looks really good. Uh, gold, yeah, pullback, I'd just be accumulating gold at this stage. Um, if it breaks below 1775, I'd look at it going down again to 1500 to 1600. If it breaks below that, then I'd say we're not in a bull market. If we get back into this range, I'd say it was a false breakout. I would be very surprised that's the case. I think we are in a new secular decade-long bull market for gold. Um, so right now, my only convincing trades are gold and Bitcoin. Thanks for tuning in. If you do have any questions or any markets you want to look at, we obviously do take requests and we want to hear from you. Please go to BitcoinBasicsPodcast.com to find out how to get in touch with us for any questions you may have and to learn more about what we do. And remember to share this video with your friends and family. Thank you. If you enjoyed this podcast, please subscribe, like and share so we can find others like yourself. Thanks for watching or listening. Please visit coincompass.com slash free to register to our socials and discover other free content. Subscribing, liking, and following helps this content remain ad-free. Until next time.